What's going on, everybody? Monday Night Raw for March 18th. Opened up crazy. Had Brock come out with Paul Heyman. They cut their promo, and then we had uh, Drew McIntyre come out and say he could be a potential replacement because he's been on quite a tear for about a week now. Took out Roman and Dean last week and uh, hoping to take out Seth tonight in the main event. So comes out, says he could replace Brock, and Seth comes out. Of course, this is after a great promo from Paul. We knew exactly what was happening. We couldn't really see any more video packages just yet, but either way, uh, Seth comes out, attacks Drew McIntyre, beats him a million times with the chair. In my opinion, the jacket softened a lot of the blows, so it actually uh, gave Seth the opening to hit him about 20 times uh, seemingly with the chair, but I definitely enjoyed uh, how all of them were able to look uh, fairly strong in this segment, you know, we, we know exactly how Drew was able to take care of that, and he's, uh, you know, putting himself up there to say, I could take on Brock, and he de- he definitely had a good uh, showing last week on Raw, so uh, let's get into the rest of the show, because I know we had a good one. Yeah, so the Universal Championship match was, uh, it's, uh, we're looking forward to it, and, you know, we're building two or three weeks out from WrestleMania, so but in the next match, we got into uh Finn Balor and Braun Strowman. It was an opponent that Finn Balor was able to choose. No one knew who it was going to be. But it was him and Braun Strowman taking on Bobby Lashley, the Intercontinental Champion, and Leo Rush. So uh, it had a real cool match. I enjoyed it. It's what, and it was, you know, we know Braun's a monster, but to beat up on the littlest guy, you know, it was, eh, you know, looks super strong, but you're beating up on the tiniest man in the ring. But he did look super strong, and Leo was easy to toss around. So as far as the ragdoll aspect of it, it looked really, really cool to see, you know, Braun looking the way he was looking in the ring. But, you know, he's beating up the smallest guy, and he is entering into the uh, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royale. So that's a good look for him. And uh, we know that Bobby Lashley and Finn Balor are going at it at WrestleMania for the Intercontinental Championship, I believe. Uh, yep, so we're, we're going to see how that all plays out. Everyone's talking about seeing the Demon, you know, seeing Finn Balor put on the face paint again. And uh, we're just going to have to see what happens. There was a lot in the, in the Internet talking about how WWE were mad at a graphic that was put up and such like that. And, I mean, I think I can understand why they would be a little upset because that could have been a huge surprise, you know, have Finn come out as the Demon. But now it even makes me wonder, like, after... Mania, say for instance, Finn does win as the Demon. Is, does he come out on Raw as normal Finn? More than likely. So, eh, we're going to see how this Demon character is able to uh, develop if they're actually pulling the trigger on it. I know it's like a, you know, special occasion type of thing, but this is like the first uh, huge time. I know we saw it once, I believe, at SummerSlam some time ago, but we could see. We, 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 we'll see how it all plays out, you know, with... Finn Balor and doing that gimmick. But either way, it's a cool tag match. Uh, Finn Balor and Braun Strowman picked up the win. So let's get on into the next one. Moment of Bliss segment was uh, completely hilarious this week. I thought it was uh, I thought it was really funny to see uh, Heavy Machinery come out to No Way Jose's music. Now, I'm only sharing that part because the good part of this was Elias uh, sharing that he's going to be the 
uh, a musical act throughout WrestleMania, so that just it adds a different you know vibe and feel to it all. Like he's gonna, I don't, I guess narrate his way through, or you know just have those awesome moments. So that's a real good way for WWE to just you know fit the superstars in and. It really highlights just the uh, unique character, you know, that is Elias, you know, just, it's not just, oh, we don't have anything for you to do, so here's this, like everyone is saying with Alexa Bliss and me and the host, but man, look, let's just be happy that all of these people are going to be showcased, like, just, let's not act like entitled infants, right, but, yeah, so Elias is uh, going to be the musical act for Mania, and Outcomes heavy machinery to no way Jose's music. These guys are constantly getting interrupted. Moment of Bliss is interrupted regularly. Elias is constantly interrupted. These these are funny things. But uh <laughs> I don't wanna oh I don't wanna outshadow Tucker. But it's like Otis is clearly more so of the focal point of the team. So seeing him come out dead to the front of the line and everybody go crazy with the silly outfits. It was just a really nice touch to Raw. Hold on. I've got to say it. I forgot to say it last week on SmackDown Live. We didn't see Lacey Evans. That was the first episode. Tonight we didn't see her either. But I guess maybe the fans are getting tired of it. I'm like the only guy I feel like, (laughs) you know, just likes the, you know, quick wave and then see you later. But, I mean... It's all in time that we get to see the superstar. Like, that's the way I envision it, but whatever, right? Um, it was a it was a cool match, though, because it, t- well, it turned into a match with uh, No Way Jose and Elias going at it. They had an all you know, nice little match back and forth. Uh, no Way Jose ended up getting hit with that elbow drop that Elias does so well and then taking a the drift away, so, you know, that... That didn't work out too well for No Way Jose, who has green hair. I know that some people on the internet have spoken on it. Um, uh, you know, it's creative. You know, it's it stands out a little bit. I don't. I, it's a fun. It, it's fun. You know, so we'll just see how uh, things continue to progress throughout the weeks regarding that. You know, just the green hair. It's hilarious in a way, but um, yeah, fun match. Elias looks good. Headline, well, main musical act of mania, moment of bliss segment was really cool because it led into a match, you know, just had a moment, had enough moments to, you know, lead into the match, like bliss hosting mania, it was just all around uh, good for everyone involved, so uh, with that, let's get on to the next segment, see what happened. Kurt Angle retiring, it was a great run, so awesome to see him uh, trying to get back in there one more time and show everybody, you know, with the farewell tour that he can definitely still go. Even if he uh, gets winded a little faster, you know, it's really an inspiration to, like, those, you know, guys, I guess, at his age, what, the 40s or something like that, late 30s dads that are trying to get back in shape or stay in shape and such like that. Like, Kurt Angle's a good look for, you know, just that market right now, in my opinion, so whatever. Uh, he had a great, great match with uh, Chad Gable. One of the, I was elated to see that those two were going to go out of, you know, mad wrestling professionals and, uh, you know, just past versus uh, the future, quote-unquote, you know, WWE's yesterday taking on uh, WWE's today and tomorrow. Like, it was, it was really nice to see those two go at it, and they're both very talented in-ring technicians, so... Watching both of them, Chad Gable hit one of the 
best moonsaults I've seen. I hope Charlotte was watching just the, the arcing on it and the way he was going to land on. It just It was really nice. I think he ended up missing that moonsault, but uh, ultimately did look great in defeat. Kurt Angle was able to uh, tap him out to the ankle lock, sat down with it. And out came Baron Corbin, who Kurt earlier said he wants to have his retirement match against him. So Baron Corbin versus Kurt Angle. At WrestleMania in the uh, final match, good look for Corbin. Outside of storyline, I know it's a huge honor. Just like they were talking about how it's a huge honor in, I mean, for Chad Gable in the match uh, to be taken on, you know, the Olympic gold medalist. And we know Chad Gable went to the Olympics also. So it's, it was a lot of respect, you know. And like I said, out of the storyline, I know Baron Corbin is definitely honored to be able to take on Kurt Angle in the final match. And he's becoming a a mainstay in the company you know like i've been saying it baron corbin is a solidified bad guy you know with the crowd so he's gonna definitely make get the crowd to make noise it's really funny in my opinion i think it's really cool to see how he's uh he's getting just that kind of ability with the microphone just to get these people to boo, you know, not too many people can say that, you know, like, it's superstars that are still building their way up the promo ladder, if that makes sense, so, uh, Kurt Angle and Gable had a good match, we're gonna see Corbin versus Angle at Mania, huh, I'm excited for it, I think it's, we're gonna need to see some crazy, sh- like, I don't know how crazy, but we need to see something big, maybe, it, I don't know if that's the rest break match, or, I guess it's gonna be a long show, but, We'll just see how it all goes. I anticipate it. Sasha Banks and Bailey come out. You know, women's tag champions. It's awesome. Beth Phoenix and Natalia come out. And Beth Phoenix is uh, willing to come out of retirement and take on uh, the Boss Hug Connection with Natty at WrestleMania for the women's tag team championships. Sounds good. You know, it got a little uh, scrappy in the ring after a while. Natty slapped Sasha first, you know, after some words. And, you know, this turned into a Natty versus Sasha match. But ended in disqualification because Tamina uh, came out and beat up Beth Phoenix and the rest. And, you know, that I guess I think Sasha won that because of how it all transpired with Tamina. And, and shouts to Tamina. New hoodie go to get the, go get the merch. But um, it looked it looked cool. So it was just a good segment for you know everyone involved. I think that I think yo Beth Phoenix, her arms, man, like she's so strong, and she literally flung Sasha Banks when the uh, little when the brawl started between the four of them. So a very very cool, real good match between Sasha and uh, Natty. I think that uh, it was it was the way it was supposed to go. The segment builds towards something at Mania, and we're just going to see, like, maybe, like, with the insertion of Nia and Tamina, now we're going to see a multi-woman match. Last thing on the Women's Tag Team Championships, if they've been on NXT, which I did not see, and we clearly know they're being showcased on Raw, are they ducking SmackDown? That's a bit of the talk of the town. The Iconics been talking about it, and uh, we'll, we'll have to find out they're saying they're going to be at SmackDown, but... Uh, we'll just have to wait to see how that all goes. I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be uh, entertaining, to say the least, to see how them and the Iconics are able to, uh, you know, uh, 
joust with the with the words or the verbalities. So it is I'm entertained. I'm I'm interested part of me to see how that one plays out. But we'll just have to wait for SmackDown Live. Let's get on to the next segment. Ricochet took on Jinder Mahal. Real fun match. Uh show Jinder Mahal could actually hang with these guys, you know, that are you know, faster and all the rest of that. I don't want to say like he can't or he's not perceived that way. I just would, you know, he's not necessarily showcased in that fashion. So to see him in ring and be able to do that, and he's a former WWE champion, <laughs> you know, so whether he was slotted or not to, uh, you know, be in the position that he's in as that, you know, enhancement talent, I think he's definitely a good superstar. Like, there's a reason why. He's even in that position to be called a former WWE uh, champion, you know, taking on uh, certain superstars that are on the um, up and coming like Ricochet. Like, it all fit well. So, Jinder Mahal, Singh Brothers, you know, they were there. They were comical. Fun match. Like I said, Ricochet picked up the victory off the 630. Uh, no the Black this week. Apparently, he was uh, handling some business in the Netherlands and however it works. Uh, but it was a real cool match. Can't wait to see uh, Alistair Black back. And Ricochet, of course, looked good. Uh, Jinder Mahal didn't really, uh, I don't want to say it didn't serve any purpose. But, I mean, he was there. And it was just a good good, good match all around. It was just a, just a cool match. So, let's get on to the next segment. We all know I like Dana Brooke. I like, I mean, I know the, the, the lip thing is what the internet uh, likes to pay attention to. But I'm... 100% certain that she's talented in ring, maybe. I know she's a gymnast, so that already speaks a volume about her, but her on the microphone, she's been growing throughout the weeks. Since well, from last week when we heard her, uh, to this week when we saw her in ring, and I think she was backstage with uh, Charlie Caruso, but she's uh, definitely putting the focus on. Like, she's trying to be... Uh, uh, much more regarded WWE superstar in the women's division, so that's cool. I liked it, and it was funny. But you know, match went two minutes. You get so much faith in Dana Brooke, but she got uh, completely destroyed by Ronda Rousey. We know Ronda has been in a different kind of bag these past couple of weeks. Give me one moment, please. Sorry about that. I think uh, I was talking about Ronda Rousey being a complete badass now and saying all kinds of stuff and making all kinds of memes on the internet while she's getting her hair done, which is hilarious in itself. Ronda on the road is really, really cool on YouTube. Uh, it really gives a... It's another side that everyone wanted to see about with Ronda the whole time. I really like how she's just really building and growing her celebrity. Just from a, from a personal space, I enjoy uh, seeing how she does like, just with the production value and everything that goes into just that one part of her life, you know, because, you know, there's so much more, but to see the, you know, more, I would say, personal kind of sort of uh, side of her celebrity, you know, it really makes it, makes it feel like, you know, hey, she's just one of the girls, so that's really awesome. Yeah, so that's Ronda Rousey. Shout out to Ronda. Can't wait to see how the match turns out with, uh, well, how the triple threat turns out. At Mania, so uh, uh, Baron Corbin took on Apollo Crews next up. Uh, you know, they build the story. To, I don't want to call it a filler match. I don't like talking down on the matches, but this match to fill in a little bit of time, uh, leading into the bigger parts, uh, the main events of the evening. But they had a cool match, back and forth, power moves, 
you know, both guys super talented. You would think that Baron Corbin would pick up the victory here, not only because of the quote-unquote popularity scale, but then also he has been on a, a fair win streak for the past couple of weeks now. So, uh, Paolo actually picks up a roll-up victory, small package, uh, one, two, three. So, you know, we'll see if uh, we can find anything for Apollo as weeks go on. But I definitely want to uh, uh, see more of what he's able to do. Pardon, that's what he's talking about with the Ronda Rousey segment. Toward the very end, well, at the very end of the segment, uh, security came out to break Ronda off of uh, Dana Brooke, who seemingly had, like, a dislocated arm or something like that. Didn't want to let go of the arm bar, but Travis, her husband, got involved. Also, with the security guards trying to pull off, it was all crazy. Go back, watch the replay. Awesome moments, awesome happenings. I would almost say that Dana Brooke seemingly is getting added to a storyline. Like, what? But, well, I mean, at least it looked like that. But either way, we definitely know that Travis is going to be uh, added uh, to Ronda Rousey's storyline going into the match mania somehow. Whatever they could figure out with that, whatever they want to put in, it'll be cool. Shout out, speaking of uh, figuring out Mojo back backstage in front of the mirror, uh, talking about potential and not doing anything with it. And I asked to figure it out. So I'm definitely uh, interested to see how, uh, how his story is able to continue to develop uh, with the WWE. So shout out to that. I believe we had the. Uh, Batista segment next from his office with brick walls, but let's get into it. Yeah, I had a real uh, ABC News anchor feel uh, to where Michael Cole asking uh, all of the broadcast journalistic questions to Batista about his feelings and emotions toward Triple H uh, going into the match, why he wants the match, and the rest of that. And Batista uh, being uh, a method actor and you know, all of the obvious, he, you know, just pretty much stated that he's, he's been the man outside of WWE, but the one thing he wanted to do was beat Triple H at Mania, he felt like he was being held down, he felt like the, the path that he had to take, uh, got him to where he's at, but it would have been a little bit easier had Triple H not been in the mix, or whatever, that's pretty much what Batista was getting at, I think is, you know, a nice little story that's building, they don't, I don't want to say they don't have much to go with, but it's a very simple rivalry between those two. So, we're, uh, you know, building toward it. We'll see if Triple H has anything to say about it next week. And uh, I believe we're getting into the main event next. And, uh, excuse me, Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre went at it one-on-one. You know, like I said, the top, Drew McIntyre took out Seth, I mean, excuse me, took out Dean, took out Roman last week. He's trying to dismantle the shield. He had a small claim to it before, but now it's actually being written in the storyline that he's able to do it. Uh, you know, ultimately picked up the victory after Seth was almost, well, he was beginning to uh, gain the momentum and hit him with the, st- well, bleeding toward the stomp. But uh, Brock Lesnar came out, uh, completely shocked uh, everybody again from the top of the show. Open the show, you close the show. And uh, with the distraction, Drew McIntyre was able to land the Claymore and pick up the victory. Awesome looking Claymore. They've been really making that look good for the past couple of weeks. But, um, yeah, Seth, uh, he has to focus on the beast. So, early in the evening, we had that build. And at the end of the night, we uh, finished up that build. So, I thought it was a real cool uh, match between the two. Seth Rollins was... Uh, being overpowered a lot, but he was able to get through. But Drew McIntyre was 
right in front of each and every time uh, Seth was able to get out of something. So it was a cool story uh, between uh, all of the superstars. And it really, really got me excited to see uh, next week's edition of Raw just to see how we continue to build on this road to WrestleMania because uh, the anticipation is building. But clearly I have other things I have to take care of. So shouts to, you know, Royal Club, Brandon and Mike, the scumbags and everyone else, Tommy, y'all. Everybody else that brings you the podcast each and every week. I will catch you guys tomorrow night for SmackDown Live. Peace.